Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. So please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome in your host. Hello, enthusiasts. It's your host, Jessica Gardner, and today everything is awesome because we are talking about Legoland Florida. Last year, I had the pleasure of visiting for the very first time. As someone who doesn't have kids, it was not really a park that was on my radar until some of my ace friends told me this was a park I really needed to check out because they knew that I would love its history, its theming, some really unique elements you won't see at other parks, and of course, the family coasters. Well, they were right. And after going, the podcast team and I decided it would be great to learn a little more and share it with all of you. So today, I have got the perfect person to discuss Legoland Florida with us. It's the Legoland Florida Resort spokesperson, Banks Lee. Banks, how are you today? Is everything awesome over there? Everything is indeed awesome. How are you, Jessica? (laughs) I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Uh, Thank you for having us. I always love being able to come and talk about our wonderful resort. So let's get to know you a little bit more. Where are you from? So um, long story short, uh, I I come originally from Texas, born and raised in Texas. Um, I moved to Florida in 2007 as part of the Disney College program um, and and just fell in love with the area. I've, I've been a theme park fanatic since I was a little kid. Like I love theme parks growing up, just going to Six Flags. Uh, going to Disney World occasionally on vacation. So having the opportunity to do the college program, I jumped on it, fell in love with the place, just decided to move here, actually met my now wife on the college program. Uh, We have two kids now. And so uh, since moving here, I've worked for the theme parks. I've worked, uh, I spent a decade working for Attractions Magazine as their their media guy doing all their videos, hosting, podcasting, all that fun stuff. Uh, And then after doing that, I wanted to get back to working for the parks and a opportunity opened up with the marketing team at Legoland Florida where I could continue doing this content creation that I love uh, doing, but doing it for Legoland itself. And I've been with them now for three and a half years. Three and a half years, wow, and you enjoy it? I love it so much. It honestly is, you know, it's so cliche to say that it's the dream job. It really is. You get to go to work every single day at a theme park. You get to create contents constantly because there's things happening all year long between rides and events. Uh, there's always something happening and something going on in the future that, that keep you busy and keep you interested. Uh, I, I just I just adore it. I adore the team I work with. Oh, that's so great to hear. I love hearing that. For a, for someone who's listening who might have an interest in having a career like you have, do you have advice for them? So I, my career is very interesting because it, it's for, – for me, I started off to – creating contents. Like it was me and my friends in high school, just making videos and posting it up on, on Google, like the early days of like Google video, YouTube back in 2005. Uh, so I've been doing like the YouTube scene since practically the beginning, just for fun on my own. Um, and those videos were noticed by, um, Matt Roseman, who owns Attractions Magazine, because he would see like the theme park videos that I would make and ask me to help him out. Um, so, and that's kind of where the ball started going rolling with what ended up 
turning into a career. So I, I never, I never finished school. It was just, just me and having fun. And, and when people ask me this kind of question, it's like, I, I like to say that just do what you love. If, if, if what you love to do is creating videos, just go do it. It's, you know, it's free to put up online. Um, cameras these days, you know, can write in your pocket with your phone. Um, just show the world what you love to do and just keep at it. Uh, you never know who's going to see what you have to put out there, and it could turn into something that you never thought could happen. That's amazing advice. So let's get into the history of Legoland as a theme park, if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people might not know the first Legoland resort opened in Denmark in 1968. That date definitely surprised me. The Legoland B Billund Resort? Billund, yes. Billund, yeah. Denmark. Um, so the story behind that is that Legoland, obviously, it's part of the Lego group. Um, and the first theme park opened right next to the Lego headquarters in Billund, Denmark, and still is there to this day. Legoland Billund is still one of the most popular Legoland parks in the world, and the Lego headquarters is right next door, which offers fun tours. So people could, who are lovers of Lego can make a whole you know, week out of visiting both Legoland and the Lego headquarters if they wanted to. Wow, yeah, and that's that's really amazing. It's like the mecca of <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lego lovers. <laughs> I read that they have 1.6 million visitors annually. Like, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, just a ton of people coming to, and they have 10 different worlds over there in their park. Uh, and then the next Legoland park to open was Legoland Windsor in the UK in 1996, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. And that was, there used to be a, some sort of safari park there, I think. And yeah, do you know, have you been to these parks? You know, I, I have not. I've actually, uh, honestly, haven't been to any other Legoland aside from Legoland Florida. It's, 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 um, still a dream of mine to be able to travel and, and go visit these other uh, parks because there's so much to do at, at all these parks. And Windsor is definitely a park I would love to visit. They got some great stuff there. That one's huge, right? Like that's oh, the biggest yeah. one. It's like five times the size of the one in Billund. Um, yeah, wow, and 12 areas in the park. Then of course they opened Carlsbad, California, Legoland, California in 1999. Um, and uh, the Sea Life Aquarium was adjacent to that. And then, of course, Legoland Florida, which, of course, we are focusing on today. But for you listeners, there are a total of 11 currently operating Legoland resorts all over the world. Germany, Italy, Malaysia, Dubai, Japan, Korea, New York, with four future parks being planned. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. You have there, a lot there, of visiting to do. There's definitely I mean, Legoland. It's it's you know the, the iconic Lego IP. It's very popular. It's very focused on families. So uh, Merlin Entertainments, who, who own Legoland, they're very key of uh, keen on building as no, no pun intended building as many Legolands <laughs> as possible. Right. So Merlin Entertainments is the second largest theme park and attractions operator 
who owns all of the Legoland theme parks. And there are, for those who don't know, they're a British entertainment company. They own parks like Alton Towers, Chessington World of Adventures, Gardaland, Hyde Park, uh, Thorpe Park, as well as the Peppa Pigs Park in Texas and Florida. Do you know if our Merlin annual pass gets you into all of these parks? Do you happen to know that? So it depends, honestly, on the markets. Um, in, in Europe, where Merlin is headquartered, um, I do believe they have like a Merlin annual pass to get you into all the Merlin properties in Europe, uh, including like Legoland and including Alton Towers, Chessington. Um, here in the United States, there is a level of annual pass that you can purchase, which is the elite annual pass here at Legoland, Florida, which does get you into all U.S. Merlin attractions. So nice. the Legolands, um, Sea Life Aquariums, Madame Tussauds, um, and oh. the Lego Discovery Centers as well. Oh, fun. That's great. Now, let's get into Legoland, Florida. Is it true that Legoland, Florida, is this the second largest Legoland park? It is indeed. So we were the largest for a little bit once when we opened in 2011. Um, we lost that crown once Legoland New York opened in 2021. They are uh, officially the largest Legoland in the world, but we are right behind there as the second largest. Um, and that has to do, of course, with uh, our history uh, and, and where Legoland is situated on the old Cypress Gardens. Yes, many of our listeners, myself included, who vacationed in Orlando prior to 2009 might remember Cypress Gardens. Can you mm -hmm. explain why it's the, the significance? So Cypress Gardens is uh, Florida's first ever tourist attraction. Opened back in 1936, uh, Dick Pope you know, built this this place full of beauty and, and nature, uh, natural Florida with the flowers. Um, and it just sprung up into this iconic Florida attraction that um, is even responsible for, you know, in some parts for Disney choosing Florida because right. of the popularity um, of Central Florida and the Winter Haven area. Um, so it's got a huge significance, uh, especially to the locals in the Winter Haven area. Um, and that park ran for years and years up until 2009 when it was shut down. Just uh, It just wasn't able to keep up with everything uh, that was going on further yeah. up I-4 in Orlando. Um, so after a little bit after it shut down, Berlin, you know, they were looking for, they wanted to build a Legoland in Florida and they were looking for places to build it. And they looked at Cypress Gardens and they thought, well, here's a property. It's already got the infrastructure there for a theme park. Um, right. There are some rides that can be um, rethemed and, and and redone for Legoland. And that's what they did. They bought it in 2010 um, and transformed it. And on October 15th, 2011, Legoland Florida officially opened on the site of Cypress Gardens. And the beauty is that the gardens are still there. Um, we maintain the gardens. It's an honor for us to be able to keep and maintain these gardens because they are such a historical um, part of yeah. Haven and of Florida. They were even added to the National Register of Historic Places in 2014. Uh, so... We are proud to host that, those gardens there. We love that people still come to this day to, to see because um, lots of people of all ages have memories of those gardens. And the beauty is that we're always trying to maintain like that 
natural look and feel. Even so much as last year, we opened up our Pirate River Quest attraction, which was bringing back the old canal boats that used to go through Cypress Gardens back in the old Cypress Gardens days. Those boats uh, shut down in the mid-2000s, and so we brought them back in a new Lego way so that people can enjoy a fun Lego story, but still enjoying that natural beauty of Florida that you, you can't get anywhere, and really in any other theme park. It's so fun. I have to tell you, I have to just tell you my personal story here. So my parents went there on their honeymoon. They went to Orlando for their honeymoon Mm -hmm. and they went to Walt Disney World and Cypress Gardens. Okay, well, Magic Kingdom, I should say, because that's what was open then and Cypress Gardens. And of course, this was the water ski capital of the world for those who don't know. And they took so many beautiful pictures, like honeymoon pictures within all the flowers. And uh, it was just so like they have their wedding album. And as a kid, I always like looked at those pictures and saw the water skiers with like the flowery shower caps. I, I don't know what to call them, like baby Yeah, caps. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I had, when I was just at Legoland, I just went there for the first time in November when I was in town for the IAPA Expo. That was This was like a top priority for me. I was like, I've got to finally see this Legoland Florida. I've got to go here. And walking up to that area, you know, it's all Legoland Florida. It's great. But then it's you're walking to the back and the sign that says Cypress Gardens in the beautiful font and everything. I have to say, like as a theme park history nerd, which I know you are too, mm-hmm. this just makes me so happy. I love this. Like, I love it. There's been parks that have been bought out by other parks. Of course, this park was closed by this point, but the, just the fact that everything was kept up and it's so beautiful and still has all of the essence, but like still works with Legoland. And that that boat ride is so much fun. It's just so great. Do you love it too? Like that? I, I do too. <laughs> Honestly, working on the opening of, of Pirate River Quest last year was so much fun to, to, to like go in and doing like research on the history and looking at old photos and, and seeing how they were re basically restructuring the canals um, for, for the updated boat ride. And it just being in there, Cypress gardens is, is kind of like my, my meditative place when I'm at work and I, you know, go on lunch break. If I need a minute, I'll just walk down. I'll go into the gardens and just spend my lunch just sitting in the gardens. It is so beautiful in there and it's just so full of history and, and, and natural beauty and the banyan tree itself right? is, 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 a, is, is just beauty of its own. The fact that it was planted in the late 30s as a seedling in a wheelbarrow and now it's the size it is now is just unbelievable. A fun story about that, uh, I'll say as an aside. We have, I want to hear uh, all the fun stories, by yes. the way. Tell me them all. <laughs> awesome. So um, in at Legoland, toward the beginning of the park, we have a place called the Legoland Story. It's, it's great to learn about the history of Legoland, the history of Lego, as well as the history of Cypress Gardens, because we love to be able to tell that story and, and showcase where this property came from. So in there, there is a little snippet of a story Back in the 70s, when Walt Disney World was being built, um, they built the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. And it's an artificial tree, of course. And I think it, I don't know the exact number. I think it was in maybe one, two, three million dollar range it cost to build that, that treehouse. The Imagineers went to Cypress Gardens to see the Banyan tree in person. And they, were, they thought, like, how much did it cost to, like, 
put this here? Because like we just built something very similar, to a tree very similar to this that cost this much money. What did it cost for you to like bring this tree here? It's like, oh, it was just like $3. <laughs> we bought it as a seedling for three bucks and <laughs> it just grew. So I, I just love that, that the natural beauty of Cypress Gardens is always can constantly like people want to replicate that. I love that. That's so good. Three bucks, no big deal. <laughs> you know, plus all of the years. But yeah, you know, yes. since, you, since you don't have that time, you're going to have to spend the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I love that. That makes me so happy. Uh, that was definitely uh, a highlight for me as as a nerd for all of that stuff. And, you know, so many times a park will get bought out by another park and maybe, you know, some little remnants. But to even like have the name... Mm -hmm. still there that's just i think that's so special and so unique and yeah i'm just a fan listeners you've got to go you've got to go and check this out for sure and make sure you take some time to step away from the attractions and also go and see the gardens let's talk about uh the other areas of legoland florida because there are 13 different areas in the park can you name them all (laughs) i have them Uh, yes so so uh, if i'm going if i'm walking through the park in my mind here so you you start at the beginning um and you go into fun town which by the way it's called the beginning by the way it is yeah (laughs) this is the beginning of your theme park journey for the day um then we got our fun town area off of that is heart lake city um and then you can go into duplo valley uh, Lego Movie World, we have Lego Kingdoms, then we have our Miniland section, then we have uh, the Land of Adventure, we have Lego City, Lego Ninjago World, uh, Lego Technic, uh, the Cypress Gardens, of course, Pirates Cove, um, and then we have our water park. Well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> what are the most popular attractions at the park, would you say? Uh, you know, our- are the most popular attractions that we see, um, the top three that kind of pop into my mind would be our, our Dragon Coaster. It's iconic. Uh, every single Legoland in the world has a version of the Dragon Roller Coaster. Um, it starts off like a dark ride, so you're going through show scenes in a building, and then you go outside and you do the roller coaster part. So it's, it's kind of like two rides in one. Um, and the versions at each Legoland do differ in terms of track layouts and show scenes. So if you've ridden one at one park, definitely go to another park, ride it again, because it's going to definitely look different. I have uh, so to say, that's... this was so fun. I have to interrupt you, sorry. Because no, go for this, it. That was a, um, I had a coaster milestone that day, and I was trying to decide what to, what what I wanted my coaster milestone to be on. And I chose the dragon. It's a coma, you know. Yeah. It, it was so fun. You know, you hear dragon coaster, and you think it's just going to, you know, uh, go around in a circle. This was super cute. I loved the theming of this. I was so glad I saved my milestone for that coaster. Yes, uh, and then as another aside, kind uh, of, Going back to the Cypress Gardens of it all, the Dragon is actually a roller coaster that existed at Cypress Gardens prior to Legoland. So when Cypress Gardens became the Cypress Gardens Adventure Park in 2003, they added a bunch of like roller coasters and, and, and thrill rides and fairground type rides. Um, and a few of those still remain. So the Dragon's one of them. Um, the coaster part was, a, was orange and it was in a different location in the park. But it's the same one. Was it the, um, the Oka Okeechobee Rampage? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, that is it. Correct. Uh, good. Good memory. Um, the carousel, the double decker carousel, 
um, and that is in Funtown, was also the same double-decker carousel from the Cypress Gardens days, oh. um, except now it's Lego horses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Then you have, um, we, we, we closed it last year, uh, but the Flying School was also um, a former Cypress Gardens coaster, the Swamp Thing. Um, and then Coaster Source as well was known as the Triple Hurricane back in the Cypress Gardens days, which we have a original coaster car of the Triple Hurricane version of the ride inside our Legoland story to, for people to sit in and get photos. Oh, that's what, oh, nice. Okay, great. Um, but, but back to the, going back to the popular rides, yes, the Dragon's one of them. Uh, Lego Ninjago, the ride is another one that is very, very popular. The Ninjago brand for Lego has been going on for over 10 years and is extremely popular. The show is still running. Um, we have events around Ninjago, and the ride is always a must-do uh, for, for guests. Uh, the ride utilizes a, uh, a, a ride system where you use your hands, like a ninja moves, to uh, <laughs> aim and shoot at targets. So very similar to Spider-Man that just opened up at uh, California Adventure and, and in Paris. Uh, but this Ninjago has been around since like the mid uh, mid 2010s. Um, it opened at our park in 2017. So it's a workout, but it's very, very popular. <laughs> For those who have no idea what we're talking about, maybe they're not familiar with Legos or they're an older generation. Um, we're saying Ninjago, like Ninja go yes. and for those who don't totally understand um what that is it was really it's a it's a theme of the like like pirates but it's not just like nin, ninja legos it's nin, ninjago right mm -hmm. I have it's that its right? own they have it they have their own like lore and their own storyline that have been really developed with the uh, popular tv show uh, the lego ninjago show that airs um so it, it's got its own fan base it's huge with kids um and so we definitely see a lot of people doing that uh there and then the third one that i would say would definitely be the lego movie masters of flight attraction which yes. opened up in our park back in 2019 with the lego movie world it was obviously so like Yes, the Lego movie is a huge property. Uh, two very successful movies, very good movies as well. Uh, the Lego movie immerses guests in that world of Bricksburg where you get to be basically shrunk down to the size of a minifigure and explore the town of Bricksburg and the Masters of Flight attraction. It's, it's think of Soren at Epcot, exactly. um, but Lego themed. That, yeah. Yeah, um, it was like Soren. That was how it was explained to me. I was surprised. I was like, oh, Chris Pratt, the voices are all here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the song, you get stuck in your head. So just get ready for that. <laughs> yeah. And you will hear it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. It's a great song. Um, which is there uh, an attraction that you would say if you're telling someone to go, like, go to this attraction first? I would say Masters of Flight would probably be the best one to go to first. It's it's toward the beginning of the park, so it is the one that will the fill up the quickest. Though I always recommend because people usually will go to there first. I recommend going and starting in the back of the park and making your way toward the front oh. um, because not many people do that. And then you can hit all the rides in the back of the park with little to no weight and then just make your way toward the front and get everything there. Uh, that's always been my suggestion 
but but that, uh, Lego that, Movie World is usually the first hit for a lot of people. That makes sense to me. Our our longest wait of the day was probably the boat ride, uh, just yeah. because of it's got the it's like a twenty minute boat ride. Yeah, um, it's a unique so, loading yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe start maybe start with that one is is a good suggestion. I, I like that idea. Um, so all the different Lego parks, they're all the attractions all vary. Yes. Um, so there's obviously different ones between Legoland, California, New York. Um, different attractions here and there. Um, for those who think that Legoland, like myself, I, I honestly really thought this. Also, I had, I felt like someone had once told me that you couldn't get into Legoland without a child. Was that ever true or is that a rumor? So that is not true, at least with the Legoland theme parks. Um, there are certain places that are called Lego Discovery Centers um, or Legoland Discovery Centers their names are starting to be updated to just Lego Discovery Centers. Those places do, some of them do maintain that that role of, you know, like just adults, you have to have a kid with you um, because those are much smaller places, like they're inside malls and, and things like that. But when it comes to the Lego lands, the theme parks, that that's not a, uh, that's, not, that's not a role. Where we yeah, welcome okay. everyone of all ages. Great. I'm so glad to hear that. So coaster enthusiasts, Lego fans of all ages, come and check out the park. Um, what are your personal favorite must-do attractions at Legoland Florida? I mean, honestly, the, the three that I just mentioned are always like the things that my kids do first thing when we go were Masters of Flight, Dragon, Ninjago. Um, but honestly, I personally love being able to go and doing something like Coast Guard Academy because it's like... It's like the Autopia, but you're on a free-floating boat, and you get to pilot the boat yourself through the waters, let your kid do it. Even just watching my kids doing driving school where they get to drive the cars themselves, I, I just love sitting back and watching them do that. So um, I, I would definitely say those are the like unique, you-only-get-at-Legoland kind of experiences. Um, and so definitely hit those up. Let's talk about the mini lands because it's said that the mini lands are really the pride of the park. Can you explain what they are to someone who may have never been to Legoland and are they at all of the parks? Yes, so every single Legoland park has their own unique mini land section of the park. So mini land, it's basically, you know, the the name describes it a little bit. They are miniature versions of iconic cities and landmarks around the world built entirely out of Lego brick. Uh, so any one mini lane could have millions and millions of bricks um, on display there as landmarks. So here in you know, America with uh, Legoland Florida, New York, and California, there are, man- there are mini lane USA. Uh, other Legolands around the world have mini lands that are based on landmarks that are uh, close to their geographic location. Um, some will display things that are more like worldwide known. Um, and it's just so, you can spend hours in there seeing all the detail because the uh, master model builders who build these uh, models for Miniland love putting like little details of like the Minilanders, which are like the people version of um, minifigures inside doing fun things. There's references on signs. Um, it's just so much to look at and the, it's always one of the most popular places for guests to just hang out uh, at Legoland. 
We definitely did. I had a group with me, uh, me and three people, and we were just walking, just casually browsing around, having a beverage. It's sort of like an indoor-outdoor tent area. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, I, I reached out to a couple of them who are also enthusiasts, and uh, because some of them are huge Lego enthusiasts, and said that I was going to be speaking with you today and said, do you guys have any questions? And one of them was, first of all, are the bricks glued? <laughs> yes, so 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 the bricks they 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 are they do have a special adhesive that the that they use for the bricks that not only help keep them together for from like high winds but also um, keep them basically like a sunscreen kind of layer on them to keep them from getting sun damage. Oh, brilliant! See, well, that makes so much sense. If there was like construction or a renovation done to a building, would the Lego Miniland change? Would the master builders come in and change? <laughs> would they update it? Uh, uh, it uh, honestly, it, it does happen. And we're actually, Legoland Florida, we are in the midst of a major Miniland-wide update. So the shade structure that is over our Miniland opened in 2021 on our for our 10th uh, birthday. We used to oh. not have that shade. It used to be just out in the sun. So 10 years of sun damage you know, was sh- really showing on Florida. a lot of the models. Yeah. So once the shade went up, um, they started a multi-year project, uh, the Master Model Builders, to rebuild every single model in Miniland and replace them with brand new brick. So several of our sections, definitely Las Vegas and San Francisco, are 100% updated with brand new models. Um, and the other sections are slowly getting brand new buildings and they'll be swapped out uh, once they're ready to go. Um, so within another couple of years, the entire mini land is going to look brand new. That is so cool. And then <laughs> I just love that. And yeah, that just makes sense that there would be some sort of adhesive or something that would, or sealant that would help it, you know, Florida and the weather and the hurricanes, you know, yeah. you know the bricks to fly away. This is no, exactly. Out there. So everything you see in Miniland can literally be rebuilt if you have the brick to do it. Like it's a wow. lot of Lego brick, but you could rebuild it at home if you so choose to. Um, now, a lot of the models in Miniland, especially the bigger ones, the buildings, they do have steel structures on the inside of them to help mm-hmm. support them on for those high winds. But aside from a few, you know, steel poles, everything you see is 100% Lego. That is so cool. And finally, one more fan question. <laughs> yes. Uh, they said that their understanding is that Vegas is in every mini land, and they just wanted to know if there was a, a reason behind that. I know it's definitely in every mini land in the USA. I am not entirely familiar if other Legolands around the world have Vegas areas as well, but I, I can. I could probably say that the reason why Vegas is definitely in all the ones in America is it's it's an iconic city, um, right. <laughs> and it's full of such iconic visuals as well that represent other cities and other places around the world. So while we may not have a Paris section here at our Legoland, we do have the Eiffel Tower in the Vegas Vegas section. Um, so it's just visually there's so much to see and, and look at in Las Vegas that it's it's just it's just one of those iconic places that they put in all the US Legolands. 
Awesome. Well, Jess, if you're listening, that was for you. (laughs) She wanted to know. Now let's talk about the build stations, because while I was at the park, I also spent some time in there and just seeing what this all was. Of course, you're there and you're inspired and you kind of want to get your hands on some Legos. And I'm an adult and I'm sure kids, they see, especially after seeing the Minilands, they they want to get their hands on some Legos mm-hmm. and, and start building things. So can you e- explain what, what these build stations are and how they how they work? Yeah, so every Legoland has their own set of like unique build stations and places for guests to be able to get hands on because you are at a Legoland. Like it wouldn't be a Legoland if you don't get to play with the Lego (laughs) at some point during the day. So these are places that could range from little stations that are inside the queue of a ride. So kids can play while the parents are waiting in line to even full on activations like our planet Legoland rebuild the world uh, indoor build station where you can build your own model and display it on a giant Lego globe. Um, There it's, it's very important um, for us to, to have that partnership with Lego to be able to let kids just run wild with their imagination. Um, Not only are they, they getting to like ride these awesome Lego themed attractions and be part of their favorite Lego story, they can create their own Lego story and create their own Lego model and race it down or, you know, build a spaceship and watch it launch off to the moon. And it's, there's so much for kids to be able to build and, and utilize their minds. It's, it's a lovely thing to see. Are, are some of the areas of the build stations more sought after than others? Because when I was there, you know, there's like the boats area and the cars and the build your world. When I was there, the car area, this was the place to be because you could build a car and then race the car. And these kids looked like they were there all day. And the parents were like, don't you want to go on rides? And they're like, we want to race cars. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's inside our imagination zone area. Uh, yeah, I would say imagination zone and rebuild the world are kind of our two most popular Lego build uh, experiences uh, just because one, they're indoors and two, they allow you just to build whatever you want and then display it or race it. Or even in the Lego space area, you can build like a lunar rover and have it race down a little track as well. People, kids love seeing their creations come to life in some sort of way. And definitely with the racing, uh, that's a great way for kids to be able to see like how fast their car can go, or is it going to explode when it hits the bottom of the track? Right. <laughs> um, and, and it's a great, actually, actually, it's a great way to talk about how um, in March, we are getting ready to open up our brand new Lego build experience. It is the Lego Ferrari build and race experience. Um, so this will be our latest and greatest uh, indoor build area. So Legoland California has this. It opened up a, a year or two ago. Um, it's a partnership between Lego and Ferrari. It's Ferrari themed. You can build your own Ferrari car, and there are several different tracks that you're going to be able to race them down, see how far they can jump. You can get, you can scan your model into a digital race board and then digitally oh, race cool. it on a track. Um, and then, of course, there's also an area for our younger guests with Duplo Brick that can join in on the the fun and the racing as well. We're very excited for this attraction opening up in March. It will also feature our newest life-size Lego build in the park, which is going to be a Lego Ferrari 296 GTS. Um, One of the fastest fastest Ferrari cars in the world. We're going to have it life-size in our Lego Ferrari build and race experience. You'll be able to even sit in the driver's seat of the car to get photos. 
Oh, that's yeah. Fun. Oh, that's We're so very fun. excited for this. What a great idea. That's such a fun idea for sure. Uh, I, now, let's talk about um, the entertainment, uh, the shows at Legoland of Florida. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, the stunt show, The Pirates. Um, but, but yeah, tell me a little bit more about the, the types of entertainment at Legoland. Our entertainment team continually knocks it out of the park all year long. I, I love our entertainments. We have characters, of course. It wouldn't be a Lego Land if you don't get to meet a few Lego minifigures. So we have lots of uh, characters like from Lego Movie World, Lego Ninjago as well, that do meet and greets. Um, we also have that pirate show, the Brickbeard's Water Sports Stunt Show um, on Lake Eloise. Um, harkening back, as we talked about earlier, to the Cypress Gardens days of this place being the world uh, capital, ski capital of the world. So we continue that tradition of having ski sh- daily ski shows on Lake Eloise with a Lego flair to it. So not only do we have skiers, but we also have wakeboarders. We have, um, you know, free, for like, like free foot skiers, like they're skiing on their feet. We've got swivel skis. We've got, uh, flyboards as well um which is this really cool device where it looks like they're being shot out by a jet of water um and then having that lego humor and lego dna woven throughout the show ending with that iconic ski period ski pyramid that was um utilized during the cypress gardens days epic that was like Uh, the shot that everybody got right it was in all the pictures exactly so it's it, it keeps the young kids interested with that fun pirate story but then our older guests as well are being are reminiscing about you know Cypress Gardens of, of old and seeing the skis still happening right there on that natural body of water. Um, I, I, I love that show so much because of the history of it and our entertainment team. Um, we, we have an uh, original character for that show as well that Lego created just for us. Her name is Calico Jade. Um, it is a minifigure that had never been developed before until this show. So she, she's our our exclusive Lego minifigure that is also featured in Pirate River Quest as well. So if, uh, you don't see her anywhere else. So that's definitely a reason to go see the show as well. Um, and then for, throughout the year, we have our entertainment team. They host events uh, and have special shows for these events. Like right now, we are in the midst of our Lego Ninjago weekends, uh, celebrating the Ninjago brand. And we have all new shows that are playing with uh, this event. Then we also have Summer Block Party, which will have a Go Extreme show, which we debuted last year, which is a lot of fun. And then Brick or Treat and Holidays round out the year with those. That's so cute. (laughs) Yes, our Halloween and Christmas events are so iconic and so beloved, and our entertainment team do so much for those events. Um, I, I, I can't say enough good things about entertainment at Legoland. I would not sleep on it, honestly. And what about the water park? The water park is um, part of Legoland Florida, uh, opened in 2012, a year after the theme park opened. Uh, It is separate ticket from the theme park, but you have to have a ticket to the theme park to get into the water park. All Legoland water parks that are around the world are within the theme park itself. Uh, so it's okay. kind of like a, a, it's an add-on ticket to the theme park experience. But the water park was a place that, once again, was uh, left over from the Cypress Gardens days. Um, they had opened up a water park in the mid-2000s during the Adventure Park era. Um, and so we were able to renovate that existing water park, add some Lego fun to it, and it became the Lego Land Water Park. And it's just it's a great way to, in the summer, 
cool off and, and add a little bit more to, to your day in the theme park. And I really want to uh, jump over to the, the Peppa Pig Park as well, which we stopped by uh, on our way out. You know, we spent most of the day at Lego, but I, I had to go and check out the, the Peppa Pig Park and, of course, ride the Daddy Pig Coaster. Yes. Um, it's right there for those of you who are wondering. I mean, it's literally like you're walking to your car in the parking lot. You can walk to Peppa Pig. Yep, um, can you talk a little bit about this park? Yeah, so Peppa Pig theme park opened in 2022. Uh, it is just steps away from Legoland, and it is the perfect place for kids ages two to five to be able to have their first theme park experience. Um, it's it really is built like as a half day park because everything is right there. It is a very small footprint. Um, you'll you'll be able to get everything done in a few hours and feel like you got. You're got your uh, money's worth, and you're able to to see and do it all. And the kids are going to have so much fun. Honestly, the kids could spend all day there because not only do you have the rides, you've got playscapes as well and playgrounds for them to to play in, bikes for them to ride around at. It really is made for for that young family um, demographic. Um, you know, their first roller coaster on Daddy Pig. You know, their for their their first. Uh, drop ride on Mr. Bull's High Striker. Um, and then, of course, there's specialty food as well. It's, you know, Muddy Puddle milkshakes are delicious and I highly recommend getting. Um, and this was kind of like a, a, a concept for, for Merlin to try out that has proven so popular they're now building a second Peppa Pig theme park over in Texas that will open up this year. And we're excited about that, uh, excited to have that uh, join the Merlin family. Um, we, I, we love Peppa Pig. Uh, it is so an cute. iconic, iconic worldwide uh, brand. And having it at Legoland Florida, it, it complements your vacation perfectly because, you know, you can spend – a half day at Peppa Pig theme park and then go take a nap at the hotel and then finish off your day at Legoland. And then the next day do it all again. Um, maybe in the reverse order. Um, it's, it's, it's the perfect park for, for, for Legoland because of just the, the age range that it yeah. is encompassing. It's so cute. And in fact, I actually FaceTimed uh, my eight-year-old godson, who mm -hmm. was the one who introduced me to Peppa Pig. Of course, he's eight now. So, you know, but I was like, look around. And he kept going, oh, my goodness. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> I want to see that. You know, so he was eight, but he had the nostalgia for it. You know, I yeah. think in the same way that we have for, you know, the Muppets or Disney characters, you right. know, that kind of thing. Like Peppa Pig is what kids now, like they grew up watching. And, um, and, and they the beauty love of the it. And the beauty of the park is the, you know, though we are gearing toward that smaller age range, every ride is built for adults to ride as well. We want the adults to be yes. able to enjoy that first ride experience with their young kids. So everyone can ride these rides. Like they're, they're not made just for the two-year-old to ride. Like you can sit next to your two-year-old or three-year-old on Daddy Pig's roller coaster, on, on Mr. Bull's High Striker. Uh, and my favorite's, hands down is Grampy Rabbit's Dinosaur Adventure. Um, oh, it is such a fun, that. <laughs> oh, it is so fun because you're able to sit on a dinosaur, have your kids sit in front of you uh, and just ride through the dinosaur area. It's a ride system that we do have at Legoland Florida for the Royal Joust, but at Legoland, it's only for um, kids up to 14 can ride it. Adults cannot ride it. 
But oh. for Peppa Pig, adults can ride it. And so it's why it's becoming a very popular ride because any age can ride it. That makes me so happy that more and more of these family coasters and rides are big enough for adults to comfortably ride. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that's so important. Yeah. So good. I'm glad I asked you about that. Um because I just thought that park was so cute, and I'm so glad it's there. Uh, but let's let's go back. Let's go back to Legoland Florida. Let's walk across the parking lot and go back over there. You mentioned those muddy puddle milkshakes at Peppa Pig, which I'm now I just wrote down because I'm mad at myself for missing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would love to talk about the food at Legoland. I was impressed. My favorite thing that I had were the apple fries. Yes. Oh my goodness, the apple fries. Uh, can yes. you talk about some of the food options in the park? So, I mean, the apple fries are iconic, for, for especially Legoland in the U.S. Here, uh, Florida, New York, and California, apple fries are a must-have. They are yes. a Legoland staple. Yes. Um, it's basically what, what you think it is. It is a sliced apple fr- and fried, and you just dip it in whipped cream, some caramel, um, sometimes during our events, we have updates to them based around the events. So like Ooh. for an example, right now with uh, Lego Ninjago weekends, the apple fries come with banana soft serve ice cream on top and strawberry boba. Ooh, um, fun. The, our, our food and beverage team comes up with some wonderful food options for our events every all year long that are worth coming out and trying trying them all because uh, it's just so good. Uh, of course, you have your we have a pizza and pasta buffet. We have Burger Kitchen. Uh, it has your typical kind of burgers. There are there's kicking chicken. There's something if you're for all taste palates you can find throughout the park. But I personally feel like the apple fries are a must do. And if you're at Legoland during an events day, you got to try the special event food because they always knock those out of the park. And now let's talk about the merch because, of course, Legoland sells Lego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are so many sets for sale there. I saw Harry Potter, of course, Ninjago, the city ones. Do you, would you say that there's one that's the most popular? Do park attendees have a favorite? Oh, you know, I, I don't really think that there is one that's most popular. Honestly, Lego shopping is already itself very, very popular. Um, I, I would probably say like the Legos, Lego Ninjago, Lego city are, are popular lines. Um, Harry Potter is definitely one as well. Minecraft is popular, uh, but even the adult sets. Um, one of the things that I love about our, our uh, retail at Legoland Florida is that we sell the same Lego sets that Lego sells on their website. You can find at Lego stores around the world. We sell them in the park, but because you have to have a ticket to get into the park, they don't sell out that often. There's no long line to get into the merchandise. So if you're looking for like one of those like big rare sets, like the Pac-Man set, for example, you you most likely will be able to find it at Legoland Florida and it'll be in stock. Uh, That's what I love the most about about our, our retail experience. Now I have another fan question for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the fan question is, I love the Legoland set series. Are yes. they going to expand them? They had to explain to me what this meant. Like the sets depicting the rides in the park. Mm-hmm. I guess there's like four or five of them, the dragon coaster, the water slides. Um, yeah. Can you talk about those? 
Yes, yeah, so those are wonderful things for, for, for our guests to be able to have the opportunity to purchase. And the fact that LEGO creates these is, is great for us as well. These are sets you can only get at a Legoland theme park. They are modeled after some popular rides. So yes, there is there was one for Driving School. There's one for the Fire Academy. Uh, there was one for uh, Mythica, Ninjago, the Water Park. There's also a big set that like encompasses a lot of different ride types that you would find at Legoland's around the world. Um, they are very popular. And I know that Lego tries to have at least one new version of those like every year. Um, I don't know what they might have planned for this year. Um, but I, I do know that they are among those popular ones because you can only get them at Legoland and it, it allows you to be able to bring that, experience you had like doing driving school or riding on Ninjago to then be able to buy the set and build it at home and yeah. play at home with the, what you got to ride. I, I, I love that. And I love that our guests love that. Okay. So the answer is yes, probably expanding because typically they've been doing one a year. So that that's the answer to the fan question. There you go. <laughs> um, I personally was also obsessed with uh, the brick bags and fanny packs. They were like bags that look like Legos, but they're mm -hmm. like canvas bags. And I saw people, I was like, oh my gosh, that is so cute. That's the perfect bag. But then I saw people using these bags and bringing Legos into the park and trading them, which mm -hmm. I didn't know was a thing. That looked so fun. Can you tell our listeners about this? So one of the things that sets us apart from from other theme parks, uh, you know, you know, there's pin trading that exists we do minifigure trading so minifigures are a huge part of uh the lego the dna you know you'll most likely find a, at least one minifigure in almost every set you you'll buy these are the people for those yeah, who don't the, know yeah <laughs> yeah the, the little yellow people um and they can be mixed and matched you know the hair the torso the legs the head the face like you can mix and match and make as like almost an infinite amount of different minifigure um out there so what we do is anyone can bring a minifigure or they can buy a minifigure in the park and all of our employees who we call model citizens um, on their brick badges, <laughs> they will have a, a minifigure on it and you're allowed to walk up and trade minifigures. So if you see someone's like, ooh, I like the look at that minifigure, can I trade you? Absolutely, um, here it is. Um, and we also have minifigure trading boards in some of our retail shops. Uh, inside Legoland Story, we have a giant minifigure trading wall just full of hundreds of minifigures for you to like look at and pick and choose what you want. Um, I love minifigure trading because it's another one of those elements that really sets us apart from other theme parks. Um, I love going into the gift shop like on a lunch break and I'll buy a few blind bags of minifigures and that have some like the rare minifigures and then I'll wear them throughout the park and see how long it takes for someone to trade with me because I, I love being able to offer some of the the more rare ones to, to people who are looking. That is so fun and such a fun added element for kids. I just think that that's so great just to fully give them that experience and also have, have like a social element to it. Mm -hmm. You have to go up to someone and talk to them and exchange. I, that's just brilliant. I thought that yeah. was so, you, I had no idea about that until I saw it happen. I was like, oh yeah, my gosh. I, I, I see kids come in with like Ziploc bags full of like 50 minifigures. They dig through. It's like, oh, let's trade this one. Yeah. Wow. That was so cool. I also found out about the buttons. There was some sort of secret collector's quest. I don't know if this was an all the time thing or just when I was there, but I got a little purple 
snap-on plastic button that said storyteller, which I thought was perfect for me, which I just <laughs> loved. And now I have to, is can you explain this or is it a secret? Uh, no, I, I definitely <laughs> talk about this. So, so these are our pop. We call them pop badges. Um, there are pop badges that are. They're specially made. They, they can go like on a shirt. Uh, typically, put, people put them on lanyards. They just kind of snap on to display. Uh, we give them out in, for various reasons, whether you got the Storyteller one at Rebuild the World, because that was part of LEGO's 90th anniversary. Oh. Um, during our events, we give out pop badges when you like complete a scavenger hunt. Um, they're typically free to, to get. You can go to guest services and get one for your birthday or your first visit. Um, they are what? very popular. Collectible. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe go, for my you can go get visit. one and cross it off and say second. Yeah. Uh, can you ship me one? <laughs> Just <kidding. so laughs> they, they are definitely very popular uh, with our guests, especially our annual pass holders love coming and collecting as many as they can throughout the year. Um, since we do give them out during events as well. Um, we gave one out when we closed flying school last year. We, we gave like a final flights pop badge Aww, out. Cute. Um, so, so we, we love our pop badges and one of the cool, what you would say is secret pop badges out there right now is Mr. Gold. So Mr. Gold is, it's a gold pop badge with the uh, gold, Mr. Gold minifigure on it. There are a certain number of Mr. Golds that are given to our model citizens every single day. And our guests are able to walk, similar to minifigure training, walk up and ask if a model citizen, if they have, do you have Mr. Gold? Um, and if the model citizen has Mr. Gold, they are given the Mr. Gold pop badge. And what they can do with that is they can either keep it as a keepsake because it is very rare, or they can go and turn it into guest services and be able to spin the wheel and get a prize for it. And the what? prizes could range from a, a free set to even a behind-the-scenes tour of our master model workshop. Oh, my gosh. I should have been asked. So we, you just ask every single person, every model citizen, you just ask, do you have Mr. Gold? Yeah, you, you Mr. never Gold? know who has Mr. Gold. <laughs> you never know. And, and some people you ask may give you a clue if they know, like, oh, I, I don't have a but. He may be, you may want to look over in Lego Kingdoms. Like, oh, the, okay. I, right. I have seen kids running through the park asking every <laughs> single person they could, where's Mr. Gold? Like, it's, it's, we just debuted it uh, last year and it has proven so popular. California has been doing it for years. Um, it, it, it engages the guests with the employees. Uh, it's just, it's so much fun. Can adults do it? Absolutely. Okay. Anyone. <laughs> Anyone on. can ask for, for Mr. Gold. I am that competitive of a person that this <laughs> is like, I see myself getting obsessed with this. And uh, yeah. <laughs> In fact, we were at one point using the app to try to figure out where some of these, sorry, pop badges, I was calling them buttons, pop badges uh, were. And I found the app to be really helpful um, there, so definitely download the app before mm -hmm. you come to the park for sure. Yeah, um, it's because, it's it's yeah, a great it's tool. It's a big for, park. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a great tool to figure out like where the nearest restroom is, as well as check on wait on on wait times for all the attractions. Uh, it, it even like gives you location for like where the a hand sanitizer is if you if you need to know where the closest one is. Uh, so I, I always highly recommend to download the app. And finally, let's talk about the accommodations. How many hotels are there on property? 
So we have three hotels um, on site at Legoland Florida Resorts. Um, two of them are literally within like 130 kid steps away from the park entrance. <laughs> right um, there. They're right there next to the entrance. So that is our Legoland, our main Legoland Hotel and our Legoland Pirate Island Hotel. Um, and then across the street from Legoland is our Legoland Beach Retreat. So each one has their own unique theme. Um, depending on what you're kind of wanting to experience. So Legoland Hotel uh, is the main one that um, has like just kind of a, a hodgepodge of themes. So they have like there's Adventure, there's Kingdom, there's Lego Friends, Ninjago, Lego Movie World. Um, the Legoland Pirate Island Hotel is obviously fully decked out in pirates from top to bottom. And then our Legoland Beach Retreat is kind of our value relaxation offering that gives guests that more kind of openness, uh, chill atmosphere that's um, beach themed. So there's something for everyone when it comes to staying at Legoland and it includes, parking is included with your stay, breakfast is included with your stay as well. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the cool things is that each room also includes a treasure hunt. So when you check into your room, there is a chest that you will be able to go around the room, use this piece of paper that gives you hints of like how many, how many monkeys are, do you see on, in the wall in the kids area? And you write it down, and when you get all the numbers, it gives you a code you use to unlock the chest, and inside are minifigures, maybe a Lego set, apple juice what? for kids to take and, and for so completing cute. the the quest and if you're staying multiple days it gets updated every single day with new things um so it's it's, it's one of those things uh that, that kids love to do of course every room also has its own separate kids sleeping area from the adult bed so you have the adult bed and then the separate area has a bunk bed with a pull-out trundle that can so it can sleep three kids so you're able to keep the the mom and dad and, and the kids separated as well um there's Lego models throughout the rooms as well to, to see uh, and throughout the hotel. Of course, there's restaurants you can eat at as well, um, which I highly recommend over at our Pirate Island Hotel, the Shipwreck Restaurant. If you have not had a chance to go and eat there, I, I, I know it sounds biased. I think it's one of the best sit-down restaurants at, in any theme park in Central Florida. Really? It is a, a family-style dinner. Everything comes out on a skillet. Um, and it's, uh, it's unlimited. So you, if you, you know, finish the ribs, you can ask for more. Um, and it, it is so, so good. And the breakfast is good as well. It's also family style, unlimited. Um, highly, highly recommend uh, eating there. And what about hotels? Do you have a favorite one? Are you willing to say? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I definitely do. Uh, for, for, for me, I love the beach retreat. Um, oh, okay. It's, it's, a, it's a, away from the hustle and bustle of, of the park. Um, and the bungalows are—they they are bungalows. So it's like the house, their houses with like two two rooms, one on each side. So it's it's much more open, uh, much more spaced, and not as busy as the Legoland Hotel and Pirate Island can get, which is still fun. Um, but 
I, I just love that that kind of peaceful atmosphere. Yeah, that sounds like my jam right there. And you can still <laughs> go to the other hotels to like go to their restaurants and absolutely. And yeah, yeah, we okay. we encourage uh, everyone staying whatever hotel you're staying at. You're able to go and, and grab a bite to eat uh, at the other hotel, or go over and swim at the other pools, or uh, oh, whatever nice. you like. Okay. All right. So you're not missing out if your kid really wants to see the pirate pool and you want to stay at the beach resort. Got it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Makes sense. And I'm sure, yeah, there's probably packages with uh, tickets and all of that um, mm-hmm. available on the website. So, of course, your mileage may vary depending on when you're listening to this. So go ahead and check that out on the Legoland Florida website. And uh, let's talk about the future. Where, what would you like to see for the future of Legoland Florida? For me personally, um, I mean, I just want to see more Lego, honestly. Like, it's the best part of Legoland are the builds, I think, um, especially with, like, Miniland. So, you know, we're getting this new Ferrari build with the new attraction in March. I, I just want to see these more life-size things coming and coming to life because it really does inspire um you know a kid sees that they're like i can do that like and then they come home and they're building their own models at home so like i i just want i want more lego in the park because it's just it's legoland it's legoland now of course you're talking to the american coaster enthusiasts Mm -hmm. so i have to ask if you know or think that maybe there could be a chance for another coaster i mean there's room (laughs) <laughs> you have there, land. <laughs> there's definitely, we definitely have the room. And all I can say is the future is bright. Uh, keep an eye on our socials. Sign up for our newsletter because then you'll be the first to know when uh, things happen. Great. I love that answer. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It was so wonderful talking to you today. Is there a way that uh, people can follow you on social media or anything like that? Absolutely. So um, obviously, you can follow Legoland on all the social media sites at Legoland Florida. Uh, for me personally, I, I am on X um, at Banks Lee, Facebook as well, Banks Lee, and then on Instagram and threads at Banks C Lee. Um, and you can follow me on there because not only am I posting stuff from, from Legoland and, and from my job, but I, I post theme park stuff all the time because we're we're annual pass holders at Disney. Uh, The kids just love going to theme parks. We just got back from Disneyland this past week. Um, So you can follow me there for all my (laughs) theme park adventures. Amazing. Thanks. Thank you so much for talking to the American Coaster Enthusiast today. We appreciate it so much. And I cannot wait to step with shoes, of course, into a Legoland. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We can't wait to have you back, Jessica. Let, let, Let us know and we'd love to see you. Thank you. Listeners, we don't want you to miss any upcoming ACE events that we might be having maybe at Legoland. So make sure you're checking the website ridewithace.com under the events calendar, but also follow ACE everywhere you consume your social media on Facebook, X, Threads, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and make sure you're subscribed to ACE's pages on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Discord. Follow ACE everywhere to stay on top of all of the poster and park news coming out and to hear what your ACE membership has to offer. Thanks for listening. I hope you get to ride a coaster today. Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit ridewithace.com for additional information, and we will see you at the parks.